0: Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio. It is time for the Classic Car Show, and we've got got them here today. As a matter of fact, we've got Mr. Steve Rinaldo, the Dean of the Classic Car Show, and his chief assistant officer, the the Prince Dean, or I don't know what the guy what, that takes second,
1: the plug out of the jug.
0: The guy that takes the plug out. We do it every night, don't we? No. Anyway, good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show And uh, we've got, uh, I'm going to turn that over to Steve and let him explain what's going to happen later in the show today
2: Well, we've got a a, a young man calling in Uh, His name is Joe, let me get his last name to make sure I get it right I wrote it down Um, Kurtz, I think it is I can't read Brenda's writing, but I think it's Kurtz He's a student at Um, Penn State Automotive Restoration Program um, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And there's another guy. We've had him on before and talked to him. His name is Jeff Mall, And his great-grandfather was the guy who won the great race in 1908, the New York to Paris race. Well... I was talking to Jeff a while back about some stuff, and then it, it he got hooked up with Corky Coker, and the Cokers own the name The Great Race, and they still do this sometimes twice a year, sometimes once a year, and the guy who was the, um, if you will, the, the uh, um, tour chairman for the Glidden Tour in chattanooga is a coker employee and his name uh is jeff stum and he uh got interested in all of this the the stuff with the great race anyhow what they do is these guys uh the great race first of all goes from point to point this year i think it's 23 miles long it starts somewhere in new england and ends in Florida, and they travel all over. And it's like a a a, a rally more than a race. It's time, distance, speed. Uh, they have this formula where they calculate all of this stuff. And there's different categories. There are people that go just for the drive for no other reason, just to drive their old car. And then there's the people who play for for real. And then there's the the student. Uh, thing and every, most every time there's a couple, uh, at least one uh, college that's involved in all of this stuff. Well, anyhow, this has gotten to be quite a uh, quite a program, and and quite uh, interesting uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, we always talk about here, and one of the biggest discussion points is. Uh, Young people getting involved in the hobby. Something like this will uh, serve as an example for other young people that there are things out there for them to do, Uh, stuff for them to get involved in. Uh, It's not, you know, it's it. Not everybody wants to drive around in a Toyota Prius. So (laughs) there's a lot of things uh, that this this can do. Well, anyway. They kicked this idea around up there and at Hershey, Jeff uh, uh, Mall had a meeting and I had met some of these kids before because we were on a tour up there and that's how I sort of got involved with this Penn State College, not to the degree that some of them have. They have a guy, Earl Mowry, who's the automotive program, um, I don't know what you'd call him, advisor, he's not even an advisor, he's not a school employee. But anyway, he's really involved in the anti-car hobby, and he was the tour chairman for this tour that they had in Williamsport. And if you're not familiar with Williamsport, it's where the Little Little League World Series is played, and it's pretty cool. Uh, they, you know, I'll, most boys played Little League at some point. Uh, anyhow, I think now they probably only use softballs because you might get hurt, and they Use tennis balls.
1: Careful, careful. The <laughs> next thing you're going to say is wiffle balls. Yeah. Williamsport is also home to one of the finest ice cream stores in the world. Oh, All really? right. Penn State has a culinary school that teaches the art of making ice cream, and they have their own ice cream dispensary.
2: Dispensary. Yes,
1: I guess you dispense <laughs> ice cream, or you sell it, or whatever, and it's out of this world. So
2: yeah, come to think of, it, I, I <clears> think <throat> we went there. Yeah, I think we did. We went there. We were on a tour. But we stayed in that old hotel. Giovanni Hotel it was built in the eighteen hundreds. Pretty cool. But anyway, back to the car, back to the car stuff. So they start kicking this idea around and thought about getting a a, uh, a team to go into the great race. Well, it's kind of expensive and first of all, this is a this is a, a, a restoration program. These kids that are in this program are going are, are going to get a, a bachelor's degree in automotive restoration. and what's cool is they almost all of them are hired already. As soon as you enroll in the program, they're hired. So this is something that you know people are worried about. Well, what do I do with my my MBA from uh, Georgia State? Well, would you like fries with that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and these kids are going to make a decent living uh, when they're done. So as things started to roll along this year, uh, just before Hershey, somebody, and I don't know who it is, donated, and I'm—and and, and Joe will tell us when he calls in, I think it was a 33 Buick uh, sedan to run in the great race. Well, anyway... We were on some tour, I, I'm not sure which one it was. And Jeff Mall was riding. with a matter of fact, he drove the Cadillac, and he thought that was he never driven a big monster mid thirties yeah. car.
1: Did you have the Dorsey Orchestra in the back seat yeah. playing too?
2: Yeah, and we all had our white dinner jackets on. Oh, and good, good. Fred any, Astaire, any dancing? Yeah, Fred yeah, Astaire yeah, in yeah. the oh, trunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he. Uh, um, We got to talk. I introduced him to another guy, uh, Doug Seibold, S E Y B O L D. He has the premier Buick restoration shop in the United States, and I didn't know this, but he had his shop has restored more than five hundred Buicks. And uh, a couple years ago, his Buick was the car this. 40 woody sedan that the, the National Awards team picked as the best Grand National pre-war restoration.
1: Wow. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and you only pick one car a One here, car. And that's, for
2: pre-war, one car for post-war. And that's
1: and, uh, all the cars all, you judge yeah, at all the, all the national, national meets. Yeah, it's
2: really yeah. something. But I was talking to Doug about it, and he said I have he had 600 hours in the wood. Just on the wood. Well, anyway, so Jeff got a whole – I introduced the two and then let them go go at each other for a while. And Doug Seabold has promised to help these kids with this Buick to get it race ready. That's great. To go on the great race. Um, so it's progressed from there. The great race people – the guy, that the group who runs the great race has waived all expenses for the school. Wow. So it will cost them as far as entry fees and whatever. That's done. So, But the, pro, the the challenge now is to get this Buick ready for the great race. So what they've done, and there's a couple girls that are in this program. Which which are are uh, uh, quite heavily involved in this stuff, and they've assigned group of their 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 leaders, if you will, the more senior kids, as their team captain. One guy's one team is doing the suspension, one guy one team is doing the engine, one team is doing the. The drivetrain. One team is doing the interior. One team is doing the paint and body stuff. So they have all these various teams, and they're trying to get this car to to uh, uh, ready to compete in the great race. That's a neat approach. Yeah, it is, and all all the kids are really excited about it. And so, like I said, we started back at Hershey. uh, We had this big meeting, and that was Thursday afternoon. It was just pouring. What a perfect time for a nice indoor activity. <laughs> yes. So we were sitting inside the Giant Center, and we talked for everybody for well over an hour. We got to meet these kids, and they're really, really, really exciting to be around kids, young people that that, that have the passion and the interest that I remember myself and other car people having back in the 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 sixties. Yes. When when you could work on them. Well we were still starting to get into it, you know, and and and, and so this is quite a quite a deal. And we're gonna try to to to, to keep everybody sort of informed as to what is is going on and we'll try to get a, a, a different call-in person with different team members to keep what's going on. Uh, maybe get Jeff to call in, representing the great race. Jeff Maul to call in, and he's sort of the advisor. Maybe even I can get Doug Seabold to call in, Mr. Buick, um, and see where he is. So there's a lot of people that are really going to try to help these kids. Uh, one of the more interesting sidelights, and I didn't know this, uh <clears throat> Harold's son, Corky. His daughter obviously would be well would be really into this kind of stuff, and and uh, she married a guy who won the the uh, I think it's called X class for kids in the Great Race.
1: Which is kind of cool. <laughs> so it would be Harold Coker's granddaughter. Granddaughter, yeah. They, okay. they
2: married this guy who was at, met met and married this guy because of the great race stuff. Wow. And he was at Hershey, of course, with the the the, the, the Coker people. So. Um, Anyway, I, I think John Force's daughter is available. So if any of you guys are looking for somebody, uh, Courtney, Courtney's still available. I don't think um, she's married.
1: And Penske has a race engineer now who's a female, and she, she's a
2: good looking. Uh, yeah, and she
1: runs one of the I think his Nationwide
2: team. Really, yeah. I I didn't know that. And yeah. and you know, talk about that kind of stuff. I, I look at I look at the NASCAR stuff. I have no idea why. I just had for years, and I still do. There was, there was, rumors and hot passion on the track. One of the other young guys was coming on to Danica, and Ricky Stenhouse got all mad.
1: Oh my, David, David, we <laughs> David, be alert. We're talking about Danica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that
2: was on this week. Okay.
1: All right. Next. <laughs> Yeah, so,
2: some girl was after Junior Johnson, all 350 pounds of them. Well, <laughs> well,
1: we know that what happened there, Junior ran off with the waitress,
2: <laughs> and Flossie got the keys to the race shop.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But anyway, so, so uh, yeah. about 8.30 or so, we're hoping this guy, uh, <laughs> he's, he's supposed to call in, and we'll we'll kick off this. Great race stuff for these kids from Williamsport College i I, I think it's a really cool idea i I'm very impressed very impressed with these these young people Now um, is, when is
1: the actual
2: race I'm, I think it's in April. I'm not a hundred percent sure okay. like I said I'm sort of on the periphery of this this thing um, but you know if if needed I if, if needed to be I would go up and spend a couple of days helping these kids. Good. Go if if they they uh, need to, especially if I could have some ice cream.
1: Yeah, and if you finish uh, Brenda's <laughs> Thunderbird. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, at, that's uh, um, the guy had a problem with the top. Oh.
1: Wait. Yeah, we could talk about that afterwards. For a couple of minutes. Yeah, down. we're going to take a break
3: will be right Are you back. into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to JCTaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e verifying in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
2: You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Well, we were just talking about uh, the adventures of Steve and the Thunderbird. And the thunderbird. Well, anyway, so bring us up to yeah, date. Yeah,
2: I, I got the carts over at the uh, Top Shop. He was having a problem with the frame, getting the frame situated. So we went over there, and uh, I went over there and spent some time with him um, and got the, the top frame to sit Finally. What a weird way to do something. What they did on on the, the hooks for the top, there's a little tiny set screw. And the top shop manager says, loosen the set screws to adjust the upper, the, the two front latches. Well. You
1: can't you loosen can't, them
2: enough. No, you can't find them. Oh. What they are, and it's so goofy. Again, another one of, 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 of this car's real weird things. They uh, uh, have two, on the actual hook, there's a little tiny hole, and you put the smallest hex key you can find in there, loose up, then you screw it, unscrew it down or up. Yeah. And then that little tiny hex screw keeps it straight. How weird is that? that's why they sold the hard tops
1: for those cars, <laughs> because they didn't want people using the soft tops.
2: Well, anyway, so we got it after messing around with it. We got the front and the back to sit right. Um, so he's he, he's waiting for two pieces to uh, um, two hopefully pe- by next week.
1: T- uh, two pieces for the
2: top bows? Yeah. Well, no, they- yeah. I, I, he there's a name for it. I don't know what it's called yeah I, I, you know that's a whole different world that that upholstery that top yep. and upholstery stuff I, I I don't know anything about that kind of stuff
1: but the car runs
2: Car runs it runs okay. A couple things and I, I think m- most of it is uh, the old gas that's in there. It doesn't it, it after it's strong boy, this car's strong. Um, That's a two ninety two, three twelve. Oh, it's a three twelve. Yeah, three twelve, and and one four barrel. One, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was. It's kind of interesting with Thunderbirds. They made they made a a base model Thunderbird, which I didn't know, which was a two ninety two. And and it's it's identifiable by the serial number two ninety two two barrel car, two ninety two four barrel car 312 4 barrel car, uh, and then fifty later fifty six they came out with the E bird which is three twelve with two four barrels on it, and then the F code bird is the supercharged one, and there's only there very few of them were ever made, I I, I if I remember I was somewhere around thirty eight. Was all made supercharged. Was not many. They didn't make many Thunderbirds to begin with, right? And there, I think there was thirty-eight, and all ninety of them showed up at the last Thunderbird meet. Yeah, I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but those things at, at the Hershey auction, there was a, a an E Code fifty-seven that went through two four barrels. Uh, that coral color. Yeah. Nice car at AACA Grand National. Uh, or yeah, I had a Grand National sticker on it, and um, went for one hundred and twenty-seven thousand. That's a lot of money for that car. Yeah, yes. For that car. Yes. I, I, I could, I could, I could see a nice Cord or Auburn or Packer. Yeah, no, well, those something. are three fifty now. No, they aren't actually. Okay. No, especially the twenties one because they don't fit. They're sort of. In no man's land.
1: Well, and some of them didn't even have four wheel brakes. It wasn't until about twenty five or twenty six the four wheel brakes came in. So yeah.
2: So but but they're you know you I still wouldn't mind a nice twelve cylinder twin six as it was called. Packard. Yeah,
1: I'd take an eight cylinder touring.
2: I don't know if I want. To. I, I've got the older I get, the more I look at when I drive, especially the brass cars. I look at. Roll up windows and start salivating. That's, you,
1: that's why <laughs> you you fit your Cadillac. That's that's you.
2: Yeah, but and. there's not many brass cars with roll up windows. They're far and few between. I didn't even know there were any. Yeah, there are some. There on this um, the New England. I can't remember if it was New England or Brass and Burks. Uh, there was a twelve Cadillac coupe. With roll-up windows. Wow! Yeah, wow! Pretty, pretty car, um, and they don't roll up like we do. They have ropes. Yeah, they pull. They pull up. Yeah, yeah they pull yeah. up. But it had an, it had two pieces of curved glass that went around the front to the flat windshield. Just a gorgeous car. I can't imagine if something like that would be worth. Wow! And wow. I, I don't know if Model T had had the doctor's coops and stuff in, in that time. The tall enclosed cars. I don't know if that they did. that was with
1: the center door, wasn't it? Well that,
2: that if it's a center door car it has two seats. Yeah. They did have coupes that have just one seat. That, okay. The doctor's coop that they, they that that's the telephone booth car.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: But I don't know if that was in brass or in black. Hmm. That I am not I'm not sure if, if it was yeah. black or red. But every now and then you do see a, a uh Speaking uh, of,
1: of things and and cars, there's going to be another exotic car exhibit at the High Museum. Yes,
2: an- another. What did they call that? There's an the, Yeah, I don't
1: know, but Ken Gross is doing it again, and
2: uh, it's concepts and something.
1: Yeah, and it's all special. art of the
2: automobile. All special yeah. stuff. Art of the automobile. Yeah, one of's. Yeah. And I, there's been a lot of pictures on the internet and stuff already. Yeah. Of, uh, and some of these are really peculiar looking vehicles. Yes. Yes. And if I remember right, there's a stout that's going to be there. Stout
1: scarab. Yes, I believe you're and correct.
2: I, and I'm sure. And I I was told that it was the one that was at the Stone Mountain Museum. So there's a little local history with that uh, one. Okay. Because yeah. there weren't many of those made. Anyway, Stout Scarab looks like looks like a Volkswagen Mini Bus. <laughs> you know, it's really weird looking, yeah. and it was what, a twenties car. Yes, or no thirties. Thirties car. Yeah, yeah. It was really a, a, a weird, weird car.
1: Um, uh, who was it? Was it Walter Dorwin Teague that did the Dynamaxium? Or that thing with the big
2: bat f- wings in the back.
1: No, that's a Bertone bat. Um, that's a weird-looking thing. Yeah, that's they did three of those, and then they just did a continuation, a fourth one. Um, right now, Ken Gross has an exhibit of Porsche cars, a whole history of those be, from when they started, including a lot of the rare race cars from the museum, and that's up at the North Carolina Museum up in, in Raleigh.
2: Oh, I, no, he's
1: he's doing he's doing three or four of these a year now. Hemmings had an article on him, and I talked about him on the show last week because when you and I were out in California and we went to the Peterson, and I shut the door in your
2: hand. Yes, he
1: was the curator there then. So,
2: yeah, he's been around a long time. Yeah. Well, I I knew
1: him back in the '80s when. Uh, he was in the advertising and marketing business in New York. And now he's doing these shows, and, I mean, they're phenomenal.
2: Yeah, this ought to be kind of an interesting... And, and how he can pull all these cars from
1: all these people and, you know, rare museums and do this well, is, is how wonderful. Many,
2: how many books has he written and and stuff? Oh, he's, he's got,
1: well, I can think of at least... Well, I I have one, the short wheelbase Berlin that a Ferrari book. Yeah, but he's done a lot. I mean he's, he's done hot rod books. Yeah. He he has in fact he had a hot rod book I saw in West Palm Yeah. uh Thursday, Wednesday at lunch, and uh I wanted to open and look at it and I didn't have time. But uh he's big into hot rods. He collects yeah. flathead intake manifolds and he's he started out with hot rods.
2: You could send him over here to Ken over in Ostell. Yeah. With Kenny? All those, yeah. Ken, Kenneth this, with all those.
1: Are they still in business?
2: As far as I know. Uh, the, and, and this guy we're talking about, he's he's a very interesting guy. He got married for the first time when he was 68. And I asked him, what the hell are you doing? He said, oh, I've got somebody to tell me what, what these damn pills to take. Well, that's why you have Brenda, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <your> so, <laughs> and In and, and his shop, he is he always working on old stuff. That's well, what he well, does. He
1: did that Borg BorgWarner transmission in your Studebaker. Yep. Yeah.
2: Then the only guys around that would touch it. And then all around his his building, there are rows and rows of old flathead Model A, Model T, stove bolt Chevy, high-performance parts yeah. hanging around. And yeah. some of it's pretty, pretty weird. Uh, like the big Eddie Meyer tall manifold with yes. the, the two two barrels. The thing has got to be what almost eighteen inches high.
1: I don't. I know what you mean, but I. I don't They're know. really yeah. weird.
2: He's got yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, all kinds. Yeah, of I wonder
1: if stuff. he's still open. And then they had the the one guy that worked for him that had all these Model As.
2: Yes, he's yeah he had, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, he retired. I know he did. Rick. Rick or Rich or something. But anyway, yeah, he had he had Model A stuff. He did Model A stuff. That,
1: that'd be fun to take a tour of the country and find all these old guys like you and I and David that are still in business doing stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of the fun thing about Romeos and Tuesday morning is all the old guys and all the stories. And it's amazing some of the stuff and things that these guys have, have done. yeah. in their previous life and the stories they can tell you, especially like Joe the Cop, Trooper Looper. (laughs) (laughs) He's got more funny stories than anybody over there. The beautiful thing
1: about Romeo's, outside of the fact the food's good at the Marietta Diner, is the fact that we get this news email Afterwards, it says how many guys are there and how much trouble we had with the car wash yeah, guy. Yeah, the car wash guy. How many new cars show up each time? Yeah,
2: his mailing list, Dick's uh, mailing list, is over five hundred now.
1: That's great. That's great. And then at Christmas time, you pass the the hat and
2: for the people that work there because it yeah. is a pain in the ass. You get you get one hundred and fifty. Cranky old farts in there.
1: Oh God, it's it's. I thought Red Hats, those women that show up yeah. that are noisy and everything, were like herding cats. But man, you work with twenty old guys trying to do a project, and
2: it's... I brought my my decibel meter there once, and it was ninety nine point seven, louder than an aircraft engine. Yeah, painful. Yeah, they they all have their miracle ears.
1: Yeah, well, and and some of them don't work, and the ear trumpet's plugged up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mr. Moxley wants to... Are
1: we going to break?
2: That we are.
3: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF. A non-profit organization is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
0: Hi, everybody. It's Don Zabkar, your host for Who Knew? We air Mondays 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio, and then occasionally throughout the week. We've got some great subjects. This administration or this regime, as you know, is providing us with great material. So stay tuned. Check us out. America's Web Radio. It's Who Knew with Don Zapkar. Are you into classic
3: cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to JCTaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Hi, this is Dave Smith. Listen every Monday to America's Web Radio, The American Dream. My past background with healthcare, being president of uh, insurance companies, will keep you informed on healthcare and other topics that's going on in Washington and around this great country. American Dream, 10 a.m., America's Web Radio.
1: You're
2: listening to America's Web the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay, we're back. Oh. So. so- you, so I'm Mr. Wallace
2: at Hershey. Yeah, our our uh, uh, J.C. Taylor guy. In, oh, in, good. In the rain, and and in, in the the downpours. So.
1: Is he going to have his hospitality suite at the AACA National up, yeah, Convention? As, far as I know. Good for the him. Most
2: popular attraction. Ever. Yes, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> the mo- yeah. Well, they're they're great insurance people. They're wonderful to deal with, and they've been in business for. A gazillion yeah, years. Yeah, they so you insured your yeah. dad's cars.
2: Yes, they did. And uh, uh, Hager, those two and, and ha- that, those two Haggerty and J.C. Taylor are, yeah. do tons for the hobby. So, they're yeah, the the guys that I would 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 recommend you deal with uh, if you're going to. Anyway, we're sort of waiting for our friend Joe to call in from from Williamsport. There he, there is, he is, right on time. Mark, there's he there's just here. called in. M- let me put my things on so I can hear. Okay. Are we ready? You all set? No. Nope. Here David, we go. Da- are right. we cooked? Hello, Hello? Joe? Hey, it's Joe.
1: <laughs> hey, right. it's Joe. Yeah, you got Steve and Jim on.
2: Yeah, I talked to you yesterday, Joe. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing pretty good. How about you?
2: Well, okay. How are things up in in Williamsport?
4: Uh, just a little bit chilly this morning, but other than that, you know, it's not too bad. Are you got anybody
2: with you, or are you 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 you're on by your by yourself this time?
4: Uh, I'm on by myself.
2: Oh, your girlfriend left already, huh?
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, hey, wait! This is a car show. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, I didn't we're know supposed that. to talk cars. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, we were, we sort of were talking about what you were doing earlier, um. I want to do is to to first of all, let's talk a little bit about the program that you guys are involved in up there. And you're at Penn State at Williamsport, correct? Um, yep. yep. Okay, and you're and, and the program that you're in is automotive restoration. Yep. And who's your who's your 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 may who's who runs the program? Not the not the administrator, but the your your primary teacher up there.
4: Um, It would be Mr. Roy Klinger who would run it.
2: Yeah, I've met him a couple times. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you started as a freshman, right, in this program? Yep,
4: Yep. well, I I still am a freshman in this program. I started, um, you know, this August. Um, So I'm one of the few uh, first-year students who are a part of the great race. Oh, Um,
2: how many kids are in the program? How many guys are in the program, guys and girls, actually?
4: um, well, in my class, there's about 12, and then in the second-year class, is about 12. So there's 24 students all together, and then um, three girls total, two, so between both of the classes.
2: Okay, and what, what subjects do you got? How, how does your curriculum work? What do you, what you know, what do you, what do you do? I mean, now, do you start with a certain thing and progress on further and further, or...?
4: Um, yeah, we start out with um, um, body work. So on our first day of class, um, each of us got a, uh, Model A fender that was pretty well banged up. Um, a lot of them had dents and rust and, you know, and stuff like that. And so what my teacher, who, uh, Mr. Barely, taught us to do is how to, um, bump the dents out, you know, using a hammer and dolly. And then, uh, once we were done with all that, you know, we were... Uh, to sand them down, and then after we got that all prepped, we're um, making patches that you know, we finished making patches, but what we have to do now is um, cut them out and then weld them in, but we're on hold for that. But in the meantime, um, when, when we were at Hershey um, a couple weeks ago, he told us to get a uh, um, a small project to work on, and uh, luckily for me, I found a pedal car that was I mean it had a lot of dents in it, you know, so it was so I started working on that the next class and then you know, I got most of the dents out and most of the paint off, you know. And then um I guess and then another project we're supposed to work on is a door, like an old door, but we haven't gotten to that one yet.
2: Okay, and but, then uh, and then what? Once you're done with body, then what will you do? Do you what what we'll go to engines um, and stuff.
4: Um, that'll, I think that'll be next year, but I know next semester we'll be in, um, refinishing. And so, um, like the, the fenders, the small projects, and then the doors, I'm pretty sure we're going to be able to, um, you know, prep them, paint them, and then, you know, have them look, you know, really nice and all that.
2: Okay. Let me ask you just a, uh, uh, so when you graduate, when you're done with all of this stuff, you're pretty well been exposed to all facets of car restoration, including the mechanical stuff, the bodywork stuff, but I guess no upholstery yet. I was talking to Mr. Klinger, and he's trying to to work out some upholstery stuff because that's hard to find. That's very specialized.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely.
2: Yeah, that's a um, hard one.
4: What I'm going to be doing is the um, it's like the two plus two program. So I'll get um, a degree in restoration. But then I'll go back to school for another two years to get a degree in business management. So eventually, um, down the line, I can, you know, start my own shop. You know, um, but that won't be right out of college. You know, I want to get into another um, restoration shop because then I can learn, you know, more stuff over there. Because they teach you a lot here, but I mean, this um, type of degree is just. It's a learning experience, like, wherever you go for work. You know, you're constantly learning new stuff, so, you
2: know. Um, Are all of the kids that have, and this is a fairly new program, but the guys and girls that have graduated already, they all got employed right away, from what I understand, got into the, not into the restoration business. They were just, they were they were looked for by employers,
4: right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, in fact, I want to say, most of the second year, um, second year students know um, where they're going as soon as they graduate. You know, so.
2: Well, give me a. Let's pick a. Do you know any of the names of some of, some of the big shops? Maybe some of the big restoration shops that they're going to.
4: Um, well, I don't know so much for shops, but I know there's a few um, either museums or uh, private collections. Um, <laughs> well, one one is the uh, you know the Hershey Museum. The oh, they're going to
2: work for ACA.
4: Yep. And then, um, I think it might be, um, the Swigert Museum.
2: Oh, Pat and Swigert. Then, yeah.
4: And then, um, there's, um, there's a collection up in, uh, Paris, Maine. And I don't Owlshead. know. Owlshead. Is that where of
2: Owlshead? Jim, Jim's at yeah, Owlshead. The Owlshead Museum.
4: Um, I think, well, it's not a museum. It's, uh, more of a private collection um the guy's name is um bob Barr or bear i think um and from what i heard um he opens it up you know third weekend in july and then opens it up to the public and he has quite a collection of cars you know
2: that's cool but um so you know, so cause... prospects are good for people that do this huh
4: Mhm. oh yeah definitely
1: cool Hey, you could get one of these students for your museum.
2: For my museum, yeah, all seven.
1: All seven. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and David would pay him
1: Yeah, and, and it'd yeah. cover a, a broad spectrum from 1904 to
2: <laughs> To whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about this great race program. Tell us about the card that you got that that you were given. Who gave you the card? You know, um,
4: I I honestly don't know. Um, they never really told me that part of it but the car is a uh, 1932 Buick model 57 um, straight eight and it it's a I want to say it's a hundred percent original and I mean you know I mean it's a it's a solid car when you consider for a 32 and that the whole interior is still intact um, but there is there is work to be done to it. Um the in well, the engine block got pulled got pulled on Wednesday, um and you know, we have to well, let's see, wait a minute. Um and then the uh the transmission will get pulled out next week. Um and then that'll be tested and evaluated to make sure it's up and running. Um we we also got a donor car which is a 32 as well and um, oh, that must I have know, just
2: happened. That must have just happened the donor car.
4: We yeah, well we've had that um for a little while but I mean there's really nothing to it. I mean they're like the whole like front end is pretty much gone. I mean the motor and transmission is still there. Um which is good because um the uh the head on the uh the car that we're taking in the race is cracked, so we'll just um swap it out with the other one um, and you know I mean it it was we had it up and running um well actually when we got the car it wasn't running, and so the second year class um, made parts for the car um in order to get it running and so they had it out around campus, but they kept on overheating and that was because the um You know the radiator had so much sludge in it, you know, and so that's been cleaned out. But we're still working on that, testing it for leaks and all. Um, But you know, it's a it's a working progress. And this the um, the uh, the group that's doing the uh, the race is we're all part of a club called the uh, Penn College Classic Cruisers. So I mean, every weekend. we're up in the shop, you know, working on the Buick, um, making sure, you know, it's good to go by June 21st. Actually, before June 21st, uh, 2014, you know.
1: Hey. What? what uh, where does this start now? Is this the one that's going to start in Maine and go all the way to Florida?
4: Yes, this one starts in Agunquit, Maine, which is about, an hour and a half away from me. I live in uh, Plymouth, New Hampshire, um, and then it ends in the villages, Florida, and okay. it makes it makes a ton of stops on the way. Um, for the overnight stops, um, you know, it stops in uh, Lowell, Mass, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, Wayne, Pennsylvania, Norfolk, Virginia, New Bern, North Carolina, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. And Jacksonville, Florida. Um, But then, you know, throughout the uh, the trip, there are also lunch stops. And you know, if anybody's out there, um, you know, who would like who who's in the uh, the area um, from where I just named, you know, if you'd like to, you know, either like sponsor us by you know donating donating us um, parts because we are in need for. you know, a new interior, tires, a thermostat, and a water pump. Um, we would be greatly appreciated. And there's also, um, I mean, you, I mean, it's yeah. Is, I mean, anything. Is there be, a
1: website? Is there a website that people can go to and uh, f- follow your well, progress?
4: There, there will be. Um, we just have to get it approved by the college first. There, I mean, right now there's a Facebook page up called um, Penn College Classic Cruises, but there will be a website that you can go on to, and we can, um, and then you can monitor the progress of the Buick and, and all that. Um, but you know, like I said, that has to be approved by the college first. Right. Would but, you, uh,
1: you know. Would you let Mr. Moxley at the radio station know just as soon as that's up? Because oh, yeah. we'd like yep, to I help promote your project. Um, oh, yeah. yeah the other question I had is what body style is the car
4: um it's the body's made by Fisher
1: okay, is it a two door sedan a four door sedan, a convertible or
4: uh, it's a four door sedan
1: all right good yep. all right we're going to take a break for a minute, but you stay on the air with us, and uh, then we'll go back on live
4: yep okay all
1: That's right, good. so j- just hang on. Healthcare Consumerism Radio, learn, connect, share. Join us every Friday at 11 o'clock to learn all those confusing issues around healthcare, Obamacare, Medicare, Medicaid. We'll help you find the answers, help you stay in compliance. Join us Friday at 11 o'clock.
3: Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to JCTaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're
2: listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio.
4: Thank you for listening.
2: Okay, we're back. Are you with us? Yep, still there, huh? Okay, like Jim said, we, we'd we like to get something, uh, uh, <clears throat> some sort of contact information. So are you going over over to the school today?
4: Um, I might be. It all depends on, well, we have to have um, uh, our advisor there, um, you know, Mr. Coyner, when we're working on the car. So if he's able to show up, Today, you know. Well, if
2: he shows up at, or on Monday or whenever you see him, uh, uh, tell him to 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 call and talk to David on on Monday because you would like to set up sort of a regular uh, call in time or sequence where. You know, you can guys can call in and say, "Well, here's where we are with this stuff. where's we're, what we're doing and all of this this thing. And there are things that that you guys will run into that you'll need and and we might be able to help you out get this stuff, but we we need to have sort of a regular schedule set up and and all, all kinds of things we might be able to help you out with because you know we, we've <clears throat> been around this stuff a long time it mm-hmm. might be able to help you uh, and and we'd like to talk to some of the other people that that may have a different outlook like again your your faculty advisor Mr. Mowry. you know Earl mm mm-hmm. Mhm yeah, yeah Mr. Mowry, would be he's a good guy at uh, to talk to uh, maybe even the dean of the school that I met at Hershey yeah. yeah so we can we can you know set up some stuff but let let's let's try to keep Keep something going so we can keep people informed as to where they are and how they can contact you and <clears throat> or contact the school or contact uh, any the guy that's ramrodding this program. We'll get a bunch of stuff uh, set up for for, for you guys and, and try to make this as easy as we can. couple questions. How many guys are on the race car team? How many people are on the race car team?
4: Um, I want to say... Uh, about like eight to ten um... you know we we're looking to add um, a few more um... students from my class But you know as far as i know it's most of the second year class maybe about half of the second year class and then like two or three from my from my class um... right now but that's going to be um... i think there's going to be a few more um, you know, the next few weeks, you know.
2: Who's going to go, actually go on the great race? Who's going to drive, and who's going to be in the car?
4: Um, well, in order to drive, you have to be um, 21 or older. And then um, to navigate, you have to be, well, under 21. Um, so for me, I'll be I'll be 20, so I'll have to navigate, which is not a problem, but um, we're going to have different teams um, of drivers and navigators set up. So, oh. so we'll do, um, you know, like, let's say I start the race in a gun quick and then, you know, um, uh, my team drives all the way to Lowell and then, you know, we'll spend, uh, the night there and then another team will get up and they will take out and they will go to, um, so
2: that's, so everybody gets to participate.
4: Yep. Everybody does. Um,
2: and maybe more than once.
4: Oh, yeah, yep. Well, that's pretty um, cool. That's a good way to do it. You know, um, I mean, it's it's going to be different. I mean, like, you know, no GPS. I mean, they give you the directions like 20 minutes before you head out um, that day, and then you're on your own. You can't um, communicate with, you know, like the other students and, and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be... It'll be uh, quite the challenge.
2: have you ever done a TSD rally?
4: I uh, no, I I haven't. We practiced it, you know, about a month ago. But um, I knew like the route we were going. So, you know, like once we get towards um, you know, springtime, we're gonna have we're gonna be practicing again with our um, team members, and they're gonna give us this course with the same type of directions that. Um, they would give you at the great race, and then they're going to send us out. I think around Williamsport, you know, the places that you know that aren't familiar familiar to us, um, because I mean, because I'm not familiar with driving from you know, Gunquit to Lowell and all the way down to Florida. So that that way it'll help you out, help all of us out, you know, as to to getting used to how to you know drive and then navigate with. You know, without
1: a GPS and stuff like that. Well, let me interrupt for a second and tell you that when Steve and I grew up, there was no such thing as a GPS, except maybe the military had it. So a lot of guys have lived without a GPS, and all we've had are maps. And, of course, they didn't have calculators back then either. So we used to use a Halda speed pilot. It was, it pilot was, it was a it,
2: hell of a thing working that abacus from oh, driving. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very
1: hard. Yeah. So uh, you're going to have a lot of fun doing this, and and it, there'll be some mental gymnastics. You'll be doing some. Well, math
2: yeah. And, have you ever? You know, like I. I mean, here here's one of the things I've done. I've done a few of the TSD rallies. Like when when you get to a T intersection, it'll say right at T how do you enter a t inter- intersection things like that there's a whole bunch of information on on the web about you know, i'd look it up about how to run a tsd rally cuz there's there's standard rules like you for example the t intersection you you never enter from the top you always enter from the base and you have to turn right or left yep. yeah and 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 stuff Stuff like that. And the straight-on rule, when you get to a Y intersection, unless instructed, you always go as straight as you can. And a lot of times, it's a judgment call. Which one and, is the straighter?
1: you end up at a cornfield.
2: Yes, you do. <laughs> I, well, I, I, you end up at the farmer's house. Yeah. And well, sometimes, that's not all bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Especially if he's got corn squeezings. <laughs>
2: Oh, so anyway, yeah, I look, I, I envy you guys. I always wanted to do the great race. I just never could put it together. I think you guys are going to have a, a, a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime, a great memorable experience. You'll always remember this. It's it's oh, yeah. really cool what you're doing. Yeah,
1: and we've had it. We, it started here, and it's quite an event. And I, I've seen it when it's come through Dallas, and I've looked at it up in uh, Michigan. So it, it's been all over the country. And it's really a great activity. So, keep in touch with us, please. Give us a progress report, and please have somebody contact yeah. Mr. Moxley. Yeah,
2: we really need to know what you guys need, and 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 uh, uh, what we can do to 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 help you with uh, with this project. Because, uh, like I I told like, the the people that were there at Hershey. You know, I'm not interested so much in the mechanical part. I'm interested in what you guys represent to the hobby. You're you're gonna you're showing other guys and girls your age that what what a cool thing it is to get involved with old cars, mm-hmm. and and we need that. There's a, not many young people that that uh, want to do anything with this, this this the old car stuff. So I'm more interested in that part. You know, because nuts and bolts are nuts and bolts, but but I think you know you guys are, you guys have a good big responsibility. You're gonna you, a lot of young people are gonna want to keep up with you. They're gonna want to 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 uh, uh, hear what you guys are doing. I think it's a it, it's a it's a great program you guys are in.
4: Mhm. Oh yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm loving this. You know. I mean, I never thought I'd be in the great race, but then I just you know then I came out to Penn College and then you know now i'm doing the great race so i think you know there yeah it's definitely a once in a lifetime opportunity and you know i'm i'm happy to take part of that you know at you know a young age and all that so
2: that's cool you know but let's just just try to set up something with david and 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 get some regular time scheduled and and let's get some of the other kids on let's get some of the other kids especially i'd like to get one of the girls on yep. and and uh you know, she, They have a different perspective than you do. Mm-hmm. Has Doug Seabold talked to you guys? Oh, you might have talked to to your to the senior guys. You know that you didn't meet Doug, did you? The 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 Buick restorer guy, did you?
4: No, I didn't.
2: Because you were out um, walking around in the rain at Hershey. Yeah. What'd you think of um, Hershey?
4: Well, it was the first time that I went, and even though it was you know raining all day, I thought it was great. You know. Um. You know, I picked up a few things over there, and, you know, it was just, it was neat. Um,
2: It's quite a thing, isn't it? Nobody realizes how big it is.
4: Oh, yeah, I know. And I'll definitely go back next year and, you know, the year after that. So, it's, yeah, it was was pretty cool. I liked it.
2: Well, all right. Well, I'm going to talk to Jeff during the week and and uh, see what, what we can do with him and let him talk to David and have have uh, uh, the faculty advisor call the radio station here with this number and talk to David, and let's see if we can get something put together.
4: Mm-hmm. Sounds
2: good. All right. Well, you All take right. care and have fun. Thank you.
4: All right. Thank you.
2: See ya. Bye-bye.
4: See you. Bye.
0: Well, that's interesting. We... Yeah. Uh, we should be able to do something with it. Hopefully, we can help them if they'll, uh, you know, if they send us pictures, we can. Uh, Wouldn't
2: that do be a great? Page. Put, put it on our we'll,
0: website. We'll put a link uh, from yeah. our classic car show web page to uh, their web page. Well, yeah, I and, don't know
2: how fast all this will happen because, you're, again, you're dealing with the government. <laughs> you know, I think I, I think the guys that are putting up their website are the same ones that are running Obamacare. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> Well, well, surely get, not. Well, uh, yeah, but uh, they've got
1: these Canadian consultants coming in now uh, to, to straighten it out.
2: But they can't now that National Hockey League is started. They're done. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, hey, yeah. Eh? <laughs> hey, Ozer. <laughs>
0: well, it should be interesting. And uh, how many well, cars are generally in the Great Race? A bunch, it's, and like they, it's they, over a hundred. Yeah. And they come from all, all over the world. Over the or yeah, world? yeah. yeah.
1: David, all we the country? we or, had about ten years ago. They started the Great Race. The whole start of it was down in Marietta yeah, Square. square yeah. And ah. you had Roush Engineering. They had a car in it. And, Marietta, In and Mayretta. And I remember years ago when I lived in Southern California, there was an old Packard Coupe, and those guys were out practicing, and you'd see them in this Packard One of coupe. the
2: first dates I ever had with Brenda was on a rally.
1: And, and she's still with lost. you. And did we get yeah, lost? Yeah, well, you purposely got lost, if I know you.
2: Well, dear, it looks like my lights are failing. It's a long way back. Oh, my God, there's a motel <laughs> It didn't
0: work. <laughs> if you got further back from the mic. Oh, man. In the other room. Yeah. Well,
2: uh, all right then. Uh,
0: okay. Well, I tell you what, it's time
1: to put the plug in the jug.
0: And we'll be back with our, uh, hopefully, a report on what they're doing uh, at Penn State yeah. and, uh, next week. So, As always, thank you guys, and uh, stay tuned for Food and Farm. We'll be back after this.